G'day everybody, it's Mitch here again. Um, welcome to day number two of the live, I guess, reviews from each day here in Budapest. Um, let me just start off by saying it is 650 million degrees here. I, I mean, I would hate to know what it's like on the track in the stands. It's disgusting. Um, but what a day. We were up early this morning. Uh, thankfully, no delays in the walk. Like yesterday, the softest rain delay in athletic history. Um, but the sun was shining, the weather was warm, everybody was out and about and getting amongst it, and we had three Aussies on the line. So, um, you know, pretty awesome to see somebody the calibre of Jemima Montag to go about their business. Um, I was lucky enough to be in Eugene last year and then Jemima come forth. And one of the things I really took away from watching her walk was that um, she will often say that she didn't quite have the confidence to go with moves, and she said that this morning in an interview, but... Um, she's always somebody who's going to dig in and have a crack. And then when she came to call last year, she was the happiest fourth place getter I've ever seen. But she really deserved that medal. She'd been a top eight at the Olympics, now two-time um, world top five, two-time Commonwealth Games gold medalist. And, you know, this morning she just goes into the pantheon of one of the greats in, in female distance walking um, with a silver medal. And it was an inspired performance, you know, um, Barriers made the move that the Spaniards, similar to what we saw yesterday, actually, in the men's race. And once the move was made, it was, you know, devastating. And there was only one woman to go with it, and it was Jemima. And, you know, she said it's the first time that she's really backed the move. She's missed the move in, in three major championships. And um, this time around, she wasted no time in going with it and was rewarded with a silver medal. And probably, I think she said it was 10 years in between a vomit. It was one of the all-time great chunders I've seen at a finish line. And, you know, a minute faster than what she walked last year, you know, or a minute and one second faster. She breaks her own national record by 20-odd seconds. Just amazing to see. Um, I reckon the crowd support out there was awesome. I thought there were a shitload of Aussies out there, to be honest. And, um, yeah, it was just grouse. So to start the day with a silver medal, to, to have an athlete and a woman like Jemima be the one to do it, um, I think it just really set the tone for the day and, yeah, I, like my dad was a race walker, my grandma was a race walking judge, so it's it's um, a life member of Athletics Victoria, or Little Ass Victoria. So I love getting out to the walk and giving it the coverage and, and exposure it deserves. Often at these world championships, often at majors, you know, our walkers are the best athletes or one of the highest performing athletes from, you know, Savile back in the day to Talent to uh, Saxby, you know, to Deeks, to everybody in between. There's been some amazing talents go through the walking system and Tingay and, and Montag are at the helm of it right now. Obviously, Beck Henderson came through as well. She was brave in her efforts, you know, two weeks ago, suffered a back injury. So, you know, uh, again, uh, there's going to be a lot of stories through this campaign where people are a little bit disappointed with their results, but there's no losers at a world chance. Like, these are the best in the world. So, um, a massive congratulations to Beck and um, Liv Sandry. Unfortunately, she was disqualified. Um, you know, this is her first major championship, and I would love to know the metric on how many highly successful race walkers come into their first major um, and, and are disqualified, just because it's a huge moment, and it's a big step up from the juniors. So, Liv will be back. You know, he is uh, a bona fide star, without a doubt. So, you know, I have no doubt she'll bounce back and bounce back with gusto. And then it was onto the track. Now, again, I was on the line bike or the line scooter. I got a bit distracted. I was with Gavin and... Um, I've just forgotten. I'm, oh, Gavin and Joe. I was I was with Gavin and Joe shooting the shit for a little bit. And then, uh, roguely, I'm on my way through Budapest. I'm humming. I'm absolutely flying through the streets. 
And uh, who do I bump into but Brooke and, and Nate Bushcourt. Uh, so I had a yarn with them and then got to the track. Um, just missed Taryn Golshuski. Um, 58-63. She was 10th in her qualifying. So she, she misses out on going through in the next round. But um, not a bad series of throws. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she might have wanted a little bit more. But she comes back to the World Champs after appearing in London. So, um, you know, second World Champs. Gets back into it, um, comes back into athletics, and yeah, and she makes it through to a world champ. So a massive kudos to her. It was then on to the high jump. Um, you know, Brandon Stark and and Joel Baden. You know, Stark is famous, or not famously, but this year you've heard a lot about his collarbone injury, um, shorter run-ups, just getting himself prepared, getting himself into the system. And today he looked really good out there. You know, he left it late. So he jumped over two twenty-eight to get into the final on the last round, but. Uh, you know, Brandon's a clutch performer. He's probably one of the best championships performers we've seen in men's uh, field events over, you know, quite a long time. He only missed one major final. So to have that sort of consistency and longevity, you know you, what you're going to get out of Brandon, you know. Um, I think his brother plays cricket as well, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, Brandon is the, the sporting pedigree of the family. So uh, and he gets through to another final. It was unfortunate for Joel Baden. Just didn't seem like he could get into his rhythm or, or get himself flowing maybe the way that he wanted to. Um, comes out with the 214s, couldn't quite get over 218. Um, you know, he started the year with a bang you know, over the 230 marker and um, just hasn't been able to replicate that form just yet. So, you know, he'll come back and he'll bounce back and, and kick on to Paris and I'm sure come at it with, uh, yeah, a fair bit of uh, oh, knowledge and, and you're always going to gain something valuable from these world champs right like you're always going to come away with something whether it's the performance you want or a learning experience or whatever it is um i didn't get to see joel um after a performance but i actually love interviewing brandon stark he's one of my favorite men to interview because you can read everything on his face but he's he's not hiding anything from you he's not faking anything on you he's just a Straight to the point, he's smiling, he's happy, he can really explain things well as well. A lot of our athletes just break down their performances and, and what they're thinking and their metrics and everything like that really well. And it just makes it easy for me because obviously I'm just asking questions. You know, I'm just the man with the microphone and doing my best to create an atmosphere where they feel comfortable to give me maybe, or don't give me information, but feel relaxed and be like, oh yeah, I can talk to Mitch, I can shoot the shit with Mitch. Like it's, I don't ever want it to feel like a really serious thing. So I always feel like I've interviewed Brandon probably three times over this European summer now, and every time I think we just get better and better. So curious to see him get through. The women's 100, Tori Lewis, the national champion. You know, it's easy to forget this is Tori's first major, junior or senior. She's had a phenomenal European summer. Like, it's a learning summer for Tori. You know, she's still under 20s. So the fact that she's here in the 100 is just remarkable you know I, and i know i i saw tori after in the in the media zone and um i just let tori be and you know feel what she was feeling you know i was obviously incredibly proud to watch it as i'm sure most of you if not all of you are incredibly proud to watch um tori go at it in those heats then comes away with six in the heat eleven forty-five. again somebody who might have wanted to go faster um you know has dealt with a few little niggles through the european summer but to, to get out and and have a crack in front of a world stage. You're only going to get experience from it. I keep saying that, but you're only going to learn from it. And has another shot in the four by one. So she'll be back. Brie Lars is the same. You know, she was a second world champs now. Um, just a ray of sunshine. Just like so positive. Just so ready to talk to me. I always know Brie's going to want to talk, which is awesome. And um, 
you know, even she said it like, yeah, might have wanted to go faster, but you know, learn something from it and gain something from it and, and have an experience and mix it with the best in the world. And, you know, it was also cool for Tori. She's with Shikari. She's doing the whoosh, wipe the sweat off the forehead, no dramas, but you know, to, to get involved in, in this sort of atmosphere is, is awesome. So, you know, need to go through, but plenty of learning comes from that. The men's 110 hurdles, two debutants, two New South Welshmen, uh, Jacob McCorrie and Nick Andrews, um, you know, great stories of perseverance and, and just not a will to get on a team, but just consistently working. Andrews, obviously, he's gone overseas. Um, Macquarie's just switched coaches. He's down in New South Wales now with Murph. So, um, you know, both changing things up. I mean, Andrews changed a little you know, a while ago compared to Jacob, but um, both are just trying to find their groove and, and really carve themselves out as that next fleet of 110 meter hurdlers obviously Mick Hoff has, has been remarkable for Australia for a period of time but you know it's Nick Andrews and Jacob McCorrie now who are starting to push the envelope you've got Caleb Willis behind them you've got Mitch Lightfoot as well behind them so you know stacks and stacks of talent but out there this morning um, you know they were brave they fought on hard it was just such a brutal event because we saw it even the world's best can hit one and not get through um, so they both got over cleanly, you know, a couple of hits here and there, but Macquarie 1367, he was fifth, uh, in his heat and Andrew 1392, he was ninth in his heat. So, um, again, like it was great to talk to Jacob. I love talking to people who are on their debut, right? Because I think as obviously someone who grew up doing athletics and dreaming of being in this situation as an athlete, um, to see somebody get there for the first time, it's sometimes for me, I learn a bit more than what I like get out of talking to people who are super experienced and that's no knock or anything but just like seeing that grind come to fruition for the first time it's a pretty unique thing to witness so um it was awesome to talk to jacob again just um had a brief chat with nick and and let him go about his business but um yeah just great to see those two going at it um and as i said two names to really keep an eye on as we approach paris next year um we had a break you know, I get to go back home and shower and, like, you know, decompose or decompress. Not decompose. I'm not a fucking flower. But, um, yeah, it, it, like, it was just a, a busy morning and, like, as I said, 650 million degrees. So had to get back, had to refresh myself, get some new clothes, push me hair to the side. I haven't pushed my hair to the side since I was 21 and felt respectable. Uh, so no more brunswick hair push forward um in fact i think it might have caught our 1500 meter women off guard i'm like oh you got a haircut i was kind of channeling my my inner rowan a little bit to be honest because yes i thought oh, i'm getting in the spirit of things um but mine looks shit compared to his but anyway i had a break came back to the track the track was a heat my god every man and his dog in hungry wanted to come down to budapest and watch this i mean there was the heptathlon women this afternoon and the men's uh hammer throw both had Hungarian athletes going at it fourth in the pentathlon or heptathlon sorry heptathlon heptathlon fourth in the heptathlon and bronze in the men's hammer had the crowd absolutely bouncing off the walls but we were all here to say one thing as Australians that was Rowan Browning in the semi-finals he comes forth gave himself every opportunity I mean Fred Curley didn't make it he finished just before him so that men's 100 final was wide open and you know what i loved about rowan like i might have asked him some shit questions on reflection like i i, I don't know rowan super well um and i sort of pride myself in the way i interview people and just not forcing information or forcing questions just going with the flow but i loved his answer where he was like man i'm not going to stand here i'm not the type of guy to stand here and and tell you that i'm just proud to be here and happy to be here like 
he wants to compete. He wants to be in those finals and believes he should be in those finals. And I believe he has the capacity and should be in those finals as well. So I think it was, it almost caught me back a little bit because I was like, oh, I shouldn't be, not that I was lowering the bar in my question, but like, I should just be going, mate, you wanted to make that final. I completely understand that, but just talk to me about the process. And, you know, he was so good with his time again. He didn't have to talk to me, but I was really grateful that Rowan did. And, you know, he's, he's, as he said, he's put together phases of races all through Europe, accumulate them. And it's a world-class hundred. He just hasn't quite nailed it um, just yet, but it's right around the corner. Like he's, Oh, his his dry phase out of it tonight was awesome, uh, but it just misses and 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 runs ten eleven or you know ten point eight point eight. Uh, when I'm looking at the thousands of a second, because obviously I had the LSKD five hundred dollar voucher giveaway, which I'll announce in the morning when I'm awake. Um, so you'll have to wait just a little bit, but you know, a, a great advocate for men's sprinting, a great advocate for Australian athletics, and I think he should be super proud of himself, but. Um, you know, we then turn our attention to the trio, the women's 1500, the gold in the era of middle distance, as we like to call it, or I'm prepared to call it. I'll die on that sword. No dramas whatsoever. Um, Lyndon Hall, just brave. I mean, you're always going to get a hard knock. Tough as nails performance from Lyndon Hall. Um, comes through for eighth. Obviously, it's the same as the heats. Only six go through. Cutthroat, no questions asked. Six and that's it. Um, so it comes eighth in there. Um, runs a 403s, a choppy, messy, just brutal race and gave it everything, you know, was was trying to fly late but just couldn't quite get there. So, um, you know, super proud of Lyndon. It's been amazing to watch her compete over the summer and uh, or European summer, obviously, a coach, Ned. Um, I haven't actually met him face-to-face, but he just seems like one of the all-time blokes from the way we interact and he supported me. So um, I really wanted to see Lyndon to get through to the final, but you can't do any more than give absolutely everything i can tell you from seeing her in that media room she gave it absolutely everything so big kudos to linden um abby and jess obviously get the benefit of going with each other in that second semi-final um but what a semi-final i mean it was a rocket from the start like they were not messing around there were no heads on a swivel everyone was just fixated forward and go time and obviously jess the experience of jess is unmatched Right, and I think that she's done enough racing in the past to know what it's like at the back, know what it's like to get chopped, and know what it's like to stay towards the front. And this time around, she stayed pretty well towards the front, like just bided her time and, and kept herself there. And um, you know, finished sixth, then ran three fifty seven. So she nearly broke the Australian record just to get through to this final. That just shows you how class women's distance running is. Not just Australia. We talk about the Renaissance in Australia, then globally, it's off its head at the moment. It's it is off its absolute chops. So, um, you know, Jess goes through, which is remarkable. It's great to have an Aussie woman in that 1,500-meter final. And Abby Caldwell, you know, the other one inside of that women's distance running or middle distance running fraternity, she broke the national record less than a month ago in the 1,000 and um, comes into the sub-four club. Is that, uh, what is it, the fourth to join the sub-four club, I believe? I could be wrong there, so don't come at me in the comments. But, um you know, hung at the back, she was saying, like, ideally wanted to get towards the front, but it's choppy and messy, and, you know, when you're going out that fast, you uh, just got to do your thing. So, you know, benefits from it. Doesn't make the final, obviously, which I know she would have absolutely loved to. She comes ninth, though, with 359. You can't do more than that. And she's got, she's coming back in the 800. So watch out for that. She's one, you know, 158 operator. Um, don't be surprised if we see something go near 
that Australian record. Um, but anyway, super awesome from her. And our men's 1500 around now, Maddie Ramston, um, gets through on the referral, obviously through the heats. Uh, and, you know, he had a crack. Like he, he put himself in a position uh, without a doubt. And then obviously once the race got moving and, and the, the move just wasn't quite there, um, you know, Rambo threw everything he had at it, but um, just couldn't quite get to the front. It was messy. It was choppy. And, you know, runs 336, um, got in on roll down Maddie and, and sort of came back to Europe, um, you know, fitter than, than when he left with some time at home. And, um, you know, he's another world champ semifinalist. So I know Matt is a really competitive dude. He, he would have wanted to be in that final, but I think given the year, it's um, pretty special. And Adam Spencer, I mean, I've got a soft spot in my heart for Adam Spencer. I don't know Adam super well. I act like I do, but, um, you know, from what I know of him and the people that I know that love him, and I love him too, but what a remarkable year. I mean, 337 at the start of the year, and um, he comes third at the NCAAs, comes to Europe, and trying to 336 is around that mark. I find out the day before London, gets a run, 331, now at the World Champs, now through the heats, now into the semis, like... It's a story. It's a fairy tale. And I think I was listening to Fall the Kudos with Joel, Tobin White and Brett Robinson. Um, I think on my way to Budapest and they asked an awesome question where they were saying, what, what is your trajectory been in the sport? Because you look at guys like Cam Myers, who was just superstars at a young age. And um, you sort of assume that Adam's the same or anybody in this position is the same. Stewie, in fact, didn't really start to hit his stripes until he was 19, 20. Um, but anyway, it's amazing to see Adam's progression. He was like a 350-odd guy, you saying, at 16 and into the 40s. And um, he's just been a guy who's applied himself and worked hard and now put himself in a position to be at the World Champs semi-final. So, again, a guy who would want to, want to have been in the final, he said that in the interview, you know, he wanted to get there. But um, just an amazing season for Adam. So big kudos to him. And, and look, I was going to do the live video, but I realized that it's uh, 3.53 in the morning in Australia. So it would just be me talking to myself. So I went with the podcast this time, the Pure Podcast. Um, a break tomorrow morning. I think I'm on a shakeout run with Sidious and their crew before the Media 800. Um, so that'll be interesting. You know, um, I, I back myself. I think it's going to be 155, 156 to win the thing. Um, I'm naturally going to go out as fast as humanly possible and see if my lungs don't burst. But uh, I was talking to Merber and Chavez down there. I haven't seen Mac Fleet yet. All the Swiss guys meant to be number one. But... Uh, I think they're a little bit nervous. You know, they've invited me to the shakeout. They, they've personally tagged me. They said, Mitch, you're coming to the shakeout. So I'll bloody be there. Eight o'clock tomorrow morning, I'll be beaming. But no, nah, it's nice to have the morning off. Uh, actually, go around and see some stuff in Budapest. I'm desperate to get to those thermal baths. I need to cleanse myself after 100 odd days in Europe. I need to uh, really just, uh, yeah, put myself in a pure mood before I get back to Melbourne. So, um, Thanks again to everybody for, for tuning in and following along. And the, the giveaways will be announced when I wake up in the morning. So that's the $500 LSKD voucher. Big shout out to LSKD. Some of the best in the business. If you're looking for high quality clothes, not just for, for gym wear and active wear, but for running and everything in between for your fitness needs, LSKD is the place to go. Um, $500 voucher that'll get announced tomorrow. Also, there's another one up for grabs later in the week. So if you missed out on this one, oh boy. Actually, you know what's unfortunate? I had a quick look at it. I think the person who was closest, they one of their mates they tagged followed both pages. The other one didn't, so they miss out. So make sure the two mates that you tag, you know they're going to follow the pages because that's part of the rules. And unfortunately, you're going to miss out on a $500 voucher to LSKD. So anyway, I'll announce that in the morning. Um, big love to everybody. Again, like 
I'm going to say this every day. It's a privilege and an honor to be able to do this and be here and, and, um, you know, be amongst Australian media as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to sing her praises all the time. Big shout out to Sasha Rayner of AA media. Um, you know, Sasha is an incredibly hard worker. Um, I don't think often she gets the recognition or I guess praise that she deserves. Um, she is everywhere. She's doing everything. Um, and I have a lot of respect for Sash and obviously Lockie as well. But, um, you know, while I'm here, just watching what Sack is doing, it's quite remarkable. So big love to her. Um, I, you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm pretty tired, but there's a national holiday and hungry today. So I'll probably go check out these fireworks and whatnot. But, um, yeah, big love. Um, we'll see you all for day three. I can't wait. Let's go.